So this morning, I am going to talk about the three Fs. I won't ask you what you think the three Fs are, I'll tell you. So we've got faith, we've got fear, and we've got freedom. So we have, uh, some of you might not be able to see this, I'm sorry. It says faith and then starting block. And here, it just says faith with an arrow. And here, uh, I tried to do a circle, but it didn't really work out at 10 o'clock last night. So this is, it has freedom in the middle. And this is our mandate, Luke 4, 18 to 19. So we've got the blind will see, captives released. The Lord's favor is here. And uh, the oppressed will be set free, freedom. So that's, that's just, yeah, you'll, all will become clear. All will become clear. Um, so I want to start. I'm talking about faith, fear, and freedom, but I want to start in 1 Corinthians 13. And this is a pretty well-known chapter about love, and it's very popular at weddings. Um, I think we had it at our wedding. Um, but I want to focus on verse 13. So 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. So I was thinking, why is love the greatest? out of those things. Why is love the greatest? Because love is actually a person. And, you know, the Bible says that God is love. And so it's out of that love, out of that relationship with God, who is himself love, that faith and hope come. So that's my starting point. So just keep that in mind. And I just want to say that God is so good. You know, everything that has come this morning is basically, I don't really need to speak <laughs> because he's already doing it. He's already speaking it amongst us. But no, I will, I will share because um, I believe that what God wants to say this morning is going to be important for us. It's going to be um, a release for us and something's going to be deposited in each one of us. Um, but he's just so good that he's already at work. He's already doing this stuff in us and through us. So I'm honing in on faith this morning. Now, there's faith in God. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to step up here. Um, hopefully I'll be fine. So faith. <laughs> it's all right, Sarah. I've got one, one foot on each block. I'm not unstable. Um, so faith as our starting block. So that's when we um, understand who God is. We experience who he is. We put our faith in him and we start on our journey. And so that's really our starting blocks in terms of this faith. I'm going to get back down again now. Did you think I was going to speak from up there all morning? Um, so, yeah, so that's, that's our starting block. But there is also this outworking of our faith as we journey with God. And um, there's, there's the outworking of it. There's the doing of it. So um, as Christians, we should be stepping out in this faith that we have. So it says in the Bible, faith without works is dead. So we can't just say, oh, yeah. I mean, we have to have that starting point of saying, yes, God, I'm putting my trust in you. I believe in who you are, who you say you are. I believe that Jesus is the son of God, that he died and was raised from the dead, and that I can have new life. Yeah, that's our foundation, isn't it? So we have to have that. We can't go anywhere else if we don't have that. But if we just stay there... We're, we're not living um, the, the Christian life that God has planned for us. So um, there's an outworking of it. And um, John Wimber, let me see if I can find, ah, here we go. John Wimber, um, some of you may not know who he is. Look, give, give him a look up if you don't know who he is. But he said that faith is spelt, yes, please, Sarah. Faith is spelt like this. 
R-I-S-K, risk. So R, you can put that down now. Thank you very much, Sarah. Um, if, yeah, if you just pop it down there. Um, so this whole journey of faith, this outworking of our faith, it's, we don't stay in the comfort of, yes, God, I know who you are. I'm putting my belief, I believe in you. I'm putting my trust in you. But that we actually take a step out. And this journey has got risk all the way through it until we reach perfection um, when Jesus comes back. It is, it's a risky business. Um, but that's good because if we're in our comfort zone and if we stay in a place of, um, yeah, where we don't have to step out, where everything's hunky-dory for us, where we're just fine where we are, thank you very much, then we're not allowing God to work in us and through us. And so that's why he's called us every day, every moment of every day, to follow him into the destiny that he's got for us, to do the things that he has planned in advance, those good works that he's planned in advance for us to do. And the Bible actually says that without faith, we can't please God. Um, if you want a reference for that, it's Hebrews 11.6. So without faith, we can't please God. And the Bible defines faith for us. I love it when that happens, where you don't have to go anywhere else looking for a definition of what something means. The Bible tells us exactly what faith is. And it is the insurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. That's Hebrews 11.1. 1. That is a great chapter in Hebrews about faith, if you want to look into that further. And the Bible also tells us to walk by faith and not by sight. And that's really what John was just saying, that we need to have a heavenly perspective in this life that we're living with God. We need to see things from his perspective. And, um, and then things become clear. So we might not see it in the natural. Um, things might not be adding up. Um, but actually, when we come up higher, when we come up in our relationship with God, we can see from his perspective and see, okay, yeah, God, I get what you're up to, and I'm going to play my part in that. It doesn't mean, though, um, that when it tells us to walk by faith and not by sight, that faith is, is blind. So some people um, who don't know God might say to us, well, oh, you've just got a faith that, you know, your faith is blind, um, but no, it's not, because God is revealing. If we're in relationship with him, he's revealing all the time. If we've got eyes to see, um, if we've got ears to hear, then he's always expanding our perspective and our understanding of what he's up to in the earth. And uh, so our faith is assured. It's assured because it's in God who we know doesn't change because he says that about himself. I do not change. He is faithful to his promises and his word, he says, it doesn't return to him without completing what it was sent out to do. Our faith is assured also because of our experience with God, uh, because of our relationship day by day with him. And not only do we have faith in him, but we can have faith in who he has made us to be. And that is a big part of it. Um, it's much easier to step out in our faith when we understand our true identity, when we understand the authority that, he, that we have in him, that he's given us as sons and daughters. And so as we grow in relationship with God, then our faith, we see it increasing, we feel it increasing on the inside of us, and our perspective changes, and we are able to take that step out. Um, now, I would like Jude... I've already preempted this. Can you just come and stand on the first step here? Just please be really careful. Oh, sorry, on this um, stool here. Yeah. Um, so 
we've got the starting block over here. I want us to focus on, on here now. So we've, we've kind of, we've gone up again because we've got to know God a bit better. And we're understanding the things that he's told us in his word. And we're, we're, we're able to grasp hold of some stuff. So now we're on this first stool here. And, um, you know, the Bible... We, we are created to represent Jesus on this earth, to, to represent him. So he lived over 2,000 years ago, and we know what he's like because of what the Bible says he's like. And we can tell people about him from the word, but there is a representation of him and what he's doing now because he's the living God. Um, you know, we're, we're the hands and the feet of Jesus. He said... Greater things will you do than I have done. I mean, you look at what Jesus has done in the Bible and you think, really? We're going to do greater things? Maybe because he's multiplied in, in each of us. Because there's so many of us and we can go out into all the world. He was one man. But he himself said, greater things will you do. So we're his hands and feet in the world. And our feet take us to places so that our hands can do and help. And it's good we can pray from a distance for people and there's nothing wrong with that because we can change things in spiritual realms because because of the authority that we have in Jesus but we are also to lay hands on people and pray for the sick to raise the dead to see captives released to see the see the blind see again and to declare that the Lord's favor is here and to be that favor to people. So it's real practical. So yes, we can intercede and we can pray, but we can also get hands on and, and that's what we're meant to do. Um, so we've got to be present with people. We can't just stand off on the sidelines at a distance. We've got to be hands on. We've got to get involved with the manifestation of Jesus to this world. And uh, he wants to work in us and through us by his amazing power. Um, so, yeah, James 2.17, I've said this already, says that faith without works is dead. So we've, we've got to, we're called to step out every day, wherever we find ourselves, we've got to step out. Now, Jude, I'm going to give you this Nerf gun. You, you knew you were going to love doing this, didn't you? He didn't know he was going to get a Nerf gun. And this is where I need to move this a bit. Okay, don't shoot yet. But um, so these bullets that are preloaded, so um, you're just going to do like one at a time. These bullets that are preloaded are going to try and hit this target. Now, I'm not saying that faith and having our faith and stepping out in faith is about hitting targets and about doing things in our own strength and performing. But um, it's just a demonstration of that when we release our faith, we can see these things actually happen in, in real life. Okay, so now I need two other, um, so Joe, uh, actually I need, some, I need some pretty tall people because you're quite tall, Jude. Who, right, John, John Barge is pretty tall, Riz on. Okay, I'm going to get you guys. So Jude, you reckon you can hit that target from there? Yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so I want you to hold, hold that like that. Okay, Jude, do you, do you reckon that you can hit that target? No? Why is that? Because that's in the way. Guys, could you just turn so that you can show people what's in the way? So we have this little itsy-bitsy thing called fear. 
that actually we can allow to become a really big thing in our lives. And it can be not just like a blanket that's wibbly-wobbly, but it can be like a wall that we can't get over. Or it can be like a prison that keeps us locked inside. That's how strong fear can be. And I'm sure we've all got stories of when fear has been in our life. And you might even have something right now that you are feeling fearful of. And uh, so instead of um, fear being perhaps something... So if, if this was, say, down here, then Jude would have still been able to hit that target. He still would have been able to release his faith and just... He, he could have just stepped over it. And sometimes that's what we can do with our fear. It's there, but we can step over it and move forwards into what God's called us to do. But I want to tell you something this morning. That fear is not of God, and it camps illegally in our lives. It is not legal in our lives as Christians. It's not legal. And it has no right to find a breeding ground in us. Because fear can start off very small. Like faith, faith like a mustard seed, Fear can also start off very small, but it can quickly become big, a big thing. Um, because of the way our minds work, our emotions thrown in there, all kinds of stuff, our past experience, fear can become a lot bigger. So can faith, um, but I'll come on to that. Um, so fear is illegal in our lives as Christians, and fear is of the flesh. So faith is supernatural, is spiritual, fear is of the flesh. And I want to suggest that the majority of, our, of the fear that is in our lives is based on the fear of man. And the root of the fear of man is actually our pride. So we're, we're concerned about, well, if I, God's asked me to do this, or I've heard God say this, and I know he wants me to act on it, but I don't want to look stupid. What will people say about me? They might ridicule me. They might not be my friend anymore. They might turn their back on me. You know, all these things that we're concerned about because we, we value relationship um, with people, and, and that's not wrong. But when that, that is above what God is calling us to do, there's an imbalance there. There's, yeah, there's the wrong balance there. So, yeah, pride. Pride is a big thing for us as humans. But God's given us the authority over those fears, and we can name our fear, but we know that Jesus is the name above all names. So we put that fear, that name of that fear, underneath the name of Jesus. Jesus has conquered it all. He has won the victory, and we can live in the good of that. God's word tells us that nothing is impossible for him. And he also says that as believers, nothing is impossible for us. He says that in Mark 9.23, so our belief in God means that we have to believe what he has said. He, nothing is impossible for him, and as believers, nothing is impossible for us. So I don't want to spend a long time focusing on fear this morning, but I would really love it if we could all grab a post-it note, if you can pass them around, and hopefully everyone's got a pen near them. And I just want you to think for just a minute, what is it? that is of fear in your life right now that is either stopping you completely from stepping out in faith to do something for God um, or, or stepping out fully into what you know that God's called you to, to be and to do. So you don't have to put a name to it. It's completely 
anonymous. We are going to come and we're going to um, come and stick them on here actually, where it says fear. Um, so just yeah, when you've done that, you can just come out, stick them on this piece of paper that says fear. Sorry. So what I wanted to get you to do is to just have a think about what are you feeling fearful of right now in your life um, that is stopping you from stepping out into what God wants, what you know God wants you to do, what he's called you to do and be? What is it that's holding you back? It might be a small fear. It might be a really big thing in your life right now. I want to say to you this morning that greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. Greater is he that is in you, God in you, than all of these fears. And I want you to think about what you've written on those post-it notes. Just picture that and tell that thing. Let's just close eyes. Tell that thing that it has no place to camp illegally in your life. That greater is he that is in you than that fear, than that tactic of the enemy, that that, than the one who seeks to kill, steal, and destroy. Greater is he that is in you. Fear, we speak to all this fear represented here, and we say you do have not have a right to ha- find a foothold in these people's lives because they, in re- they are in relationship with the one who is perfect love. And we know that your word says that perfect love drives out fear. So, Lord, I speak to this fear. And, God, I ask that you would drive it out this morning. No matter how little or great it is, that you would drive it out and that it would not return. God, and that we would stand up, we would step up into the authority and the identity that you've given us, that we would overcome, we would be overcomers of this fear and that we would step out into all that you have for us. Amen. Okay, when we step out in faith, we have all the backing of heaven. You know, I love it in in this faith that we have in God, in this journey that we are on, in this relationship that we have with God, that he doesn't leave us to do anything on our own. We don't have to do anything in our own strength. We don't have to strive. We don't have to perform. We don't have to be anything other than what he's created us to be. And there is such a rest and a peace in coming to that place of just knowing who you are in God, of just being in such in step with the Father that when he says, just like Jesus, when he says, go and do this, go and say this, we can just step because we know we're in step with him. It is such an amazing place to be in. Okay, what I want you to come back and do, and John and Rizon, is we're going to hold this up again. So Jude, just uh, get onto the blue stool there. Okay, you can come, yeah, so that it's across ways, yeah. So, um, do you, do you want to try and just hit the target? See, see, see if you can do it. You, you try? Have a go. 
Just don't aim it at Rizanov, John. Okay, you, um, sorry, you load it up like that and then you fire, I think, is that right, Mark? <laughs> Do you want, can you show, Mark, thank you. Sorry, technical difficulties. <laughs> that is actually, this is actually Mark's Nerf gun so he can go around with the boys in the house and... <laughs> Jet propulsion. Oh. oh, okay. Can you load them back up, Mark? Okay, but Jude, you have recently had an encounter with God. Well, I know that you have, but I'm kind of ad-libbing. You've recently had an encounter with God, and you've asked him to increase your faith. So do you know what? You stepped up to the next storm. And what's happened is that fear has diminished. Okay? So Jude, have another go. God's told you that you are to be somebody who releases captives, who brings the Lord's favor, who brings freedom to people. Have another go. Woo! You can go, go for it. Go for it. Oh, yes. That's another captive released. Yes, that person can see now. Okay, now Jude... Because of what's happened through you, yes, please. Because of what's happened through you, because you're able to release your faith and you yourself have been released to pray for somebody, to bring freedom, to bring release, to bring healing to that person. You know what? What that's done on the inside of you, whoa, that has increased your faith. So step up. And this is what's happened to fear. Guys, you can let it go now. Okay, now, have another go. Go for freedom. Go for freedom. Awesome. Give Jude a hand. Thanks. So it's when we... So that's just a little illustration, but when we're obedient to God, when we step out and... When we just obey what he's asked us to be and do, not only will people receive from God and will know God's love, but he does something on the inside of us. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever prayed for somebody and they've been healed or um, you've, um, you've maybe given to some, somebody something in their time of need just because you want to show God's love to them. And it does something on the inside of us. It not only... It, it makes us feel good because... You know, we're obeying our Father, but there, there's an increase within us. And so the more we step out and the more we take a risk, the more that that increases on the, side of, on the inside of us. So we can, like, step up in our relationship with God and in our faith. Well, I've got so much more to share, but I'm not going to go through it all. But what I would like us to do is... Um, so, Paul, I'm not going to play that clip because I know that we're short of time now. Um, yeah, what I want to say is that um, we need to get around people who have faith that is more than the faith that we have right now. Because, um, like joy, faith is contagious. We need to be hearing about people moving in faith and seeing fruit and seeing, seeing these things happen. Um, that might be somebody that you know and you can actually get with and you can pray with and you can like minister with um it might be somebody that is just 
provokes your faith that you don't know in person. For instance, I've mentioned this guy before, Todd White. Don't know if, hands up if you know who Todd White is. A few people. I would seriously encourage you to look him up on YouTube. He's got an amazing testimony of he had um, a, a past that was involved with drugs and came to know God. And, you know, he, I think he's one of the most sold out Christians that I have ever seen. Um, I've not been in the same room with him ever, but I've seen him. I've seen stuff of him on the street just praying for people, just releasing God's favor, God's love to people and um, praying for people for healing. And people have been healed. Um, he was just recently at the um, Azusa Azusa now, Azusa now, in LA. That's just happened, um, and I watch him, and I watch him talk about people that he's encountered, and just, just how he stepped out in his faith, and um, he so provokes me. I just think, God, I want to be like, I want to be someone who is not bothered about my fleshly reputation, but I'm only bothered about. Am I bringing glory to God? Am I releasing heaven on earth? Because that's what, that's what we're called to do as his kids, to release heaven on earth. That is our sole aim in life. Um, yeah, so um, Todd White. So, but you might have somebody in your life that you, you just know. When you get around them, something rises on the inside of you. And that's what we're meant to do to each other. We're meant to, in our relationship with each other, that is meant to happen. And because... We honour and value each other. It's not a competition like, oh, so-and-so, they healed 10 people last week, but I, I didn't even get to pray with, for one. You know, that completely changes when we're in right relationship with each other and we, we go, I want what you've got. Teach me, show me, um, pray for me. You know, we want to see. Um, the reason I should have done really an upwards pointing arrow on here that says faith, because we should be stepping into ever-increasing dimensions of faith. It's going up and up and up. And forwards at the same time with forward momentum. Um, have you got that picture of Noah, Paul? Um, this is going to be a very proud mum moment. There we go. Noah played in his first um, rugby match on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Thursday. And um, I just took you know, a few action shots. I was so proud of him. He, he played really well. They all did. But um, when I was looking back at them, because I was just kind of a bit snap happy, I just zoomed in on this one pose and I God really spoke to me that um and if you're on Facebook you probably would have already seen it but in that stance <coughs> there is so much determination there he's watching for the ball and he's going to go for it and um you know his his weight his momentum is forwards he is ready to run and God just said to me that is the position that I want you to have in your faith um in your relationship with me like I'm ready to go so a spring, even in my sleep, I have this pose. I am ready to go. I'm going after what you've got for me. So um, that's just a little image to remember as well. Okay. Yeah, last thing. Um, I want us to dream this morning, dream with God about what it looks like to step out in faith, in a greater dimension of faith in our own lives. And... Um, I'm just going to turn this around so you guys can see. This is what God's given us. This is what Jesus did on this earth. So it's nothing, it's nothing new, but it's absolutely um, what we need to be doing as we, as we just follow Jesus. And um, these things represent people. All of this is all about people. That people will 
step into freedom, that people will be healed, that people will be freed from bondage, the captives will be released, whatever that is that is holding them captive, and that the Lord's favor, the Lord's goodness, his mercy, his grace, his, his love um, is is just wants to be poured out on people and received by people. So it's all about people. So I'm going to challenge us to dream with God this morning and to each think of one person in our lives. We're going to um, p- send the post-it notes around again. And I want us to write one name on a post-it note of somebody that you know needs God. Now, all kinds of names could keep come flooding to our minds because we know a lot of people who need God. But I believe that God has already put one person, that specific person, on your heart or that he's going to as we just focus on him and ask him. Um, because um, it's so good to do something practical. It's so good to, just like we named our fears and then we said, right, you've got no right to be within us. We are going to name people who we want to call out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of light. And these people, I want to ask us that it's not just a one-time thing that we're putting them on here, but that we are actually going to pray for those people. We are going to take opportunity in our relationship with those people, whether that's long distance, um, whether that's they live in the same house as you, whether that's at school or college or uni or work, But that one person where you know God has called you, he is calling you to be an influence in that person's life. He's he's asking you to get hands on with them and to call them out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Uh, Is that clear? Okay, so we're just going to take a moment, uh, a minute to do that. And then I want us to come and stick those names on here. And then we're going to pray together. Is that okay?